Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I'm Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday. Uh, looks like these borders are really reopening now. Uh, is that going to make the young people feel any better, though? The uh, rat rollout is not exactly being uh, trouble-free for some people. Uh, but Marcus has some great news to finish the podcast. Uh, but before any of that, uh, so, yeah, we've got uh, protesters uh, setting up camp in Auckland. I'm sure our, our mayor is right onto that and sorting it all out, though. Are they still there? Um, they are still there. But how ma- how that- many of them are there? Oh, there's, it's, it's a relatively small group. Um, there were about 20 of them last night. Um, they ought not to be there. Uh, they are in breach of the bylaws, obviously, mm. that we don't have camping. And uh, I had um, uh, significant conversations yesterday with um, the Prime Minister, the Minister of Police and the Police Commissioner and basically aimed at saying um, what we don't want to have in Auckland is a replication uh, of what's happening in Parliament uh, buildings. Uh, What's happening down there is a disgrace. Um, They're now spreading COVID around the country, taking it back uh, with them. Hardly surprising since none of them were masked and none of them were vaccinated. Uh, Abuse of passersby, disruption of roads and traffic. We haven't got that here in Auckland at the moment. Uh, But the critical point I'm making is we don't want it here. And I've said to the police, we're ready with trespass orders, with our compliance team to work in association with you. Uh, As soon as you say go, um, we will provide the the backup uh, of the trespass order. Um, But of course, the New Zealand police need to enforce it. So those discussions have been continuing today with police. Well, Phil, big question Uh, is, why... why why didn't they just do it straight away? I see, so Phil's made it quite clear there. It's not his problem anymore. He's given it to the police. And, you know, there's not anything more he can do. He's made that quite clear. It's all the police's fault from here on in. Got that? It's all the police's fault. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we've got this uh, ISO free travel now between Australia and New Zealand. That's, that's good. That is good, right? So is this just anecdotal evidence? Is this just, well, you know, we've been locked up for two years. Maybe it's time to think about going offshore. Is it just people thinking, I've been locked up, it'll be really nice to get away? Or is it a real and genuine dissatisfaction and a desire to improve yourself, improve your life, improve your pay packet? That's seeing you pack up your bags and head off. If you are one of those who is contemplating leaving, I would love to hear from you. And if you're an employer struggling to fill vacancies right now, how are you feeling about the borders opening? Can you see that you're going to be in even more trouble? Or have you made allowances? Have you been able to recruit from within the pool of talent within this country? Have you been able to offer better conditions better pay. What's it like as an employer right now trying to find the staff you need? If you are heading offshore, is it just your delayed OE or are you really grumpy about the direction in which this country is heading? Oh, and did I mention I'm really opposed to self-isolation? I did, didn't I? Just making it clear. Isn't it just that you've got about a million dollars worth of... um 
credits that you need to spend now? I know we have, given that everything we've ever planned for the last two and a half years has had to be postponed. And, and the weird thing, psychologically, when you spend a credit, you feel like it's free money, even though it is actually money that you initially spent, but it's just sitting there waiting. It's like somebody giving you vouchers. Uh, yeah. Funny old time, isn't it? Um, how many times have I said that? A lot of times. Uh, do you think young people find it funny or just like super distressing? Landmark moments at school or university, unable to do the usual rites of passage, like, you know, the prize givings, the graduations, the sports finals, the uni orientations. They've they've instead been masked up, mandated, vaccinated, sanitised and sent home. The usual pomp and ceremony curtailed, stood down from school for lockdowns, restricted from sport, jobs lost or changed. Parents under stress or financial pressure, grandparents isolated, and now they're seeing division and protest across their own country while also absorbing an all-out war in a far-flung one. I mean, I'm not arguing that young people in other decades didn't go through worse. I'm just saying it hits different when it's your own young people and when it's a digital generation who are seeing it all unfold right in front of them in full colour, the murky, bloody, desperate horrors of war. I feel for them, and I hope they're able to build resilience. I hope they're able to find gratitude for what they have here and to focus on that. I mean, the irony of Kiwis marching for freedom this past weekend, when you see what's happening in Ukraine, I mean, it's embarrassing. I hope despite all of this, we can keep perspective on just how lucky we really are. Cute. Fred Dagg. I mean, you don't know who Fred Dagg is. Oh, you really are too young to be listening to this podcast, I think. Don't understand the reference. So, please go and Google Fred Dagg. We don't know how lucky we are. Come back to me when you've been entertained by that. Uh, or, if you're still with me, um, have you uh, managed to get the rats you need? Uh, it's all about the rat test these days. Oh, yes. Uh, they're coming to a supermarket near you. Uh, but I, I don't know if I've come to a supermarket near this guy yet. Aaron, hi there. I understand that you have had quite the ticky tour today trying to get some rapid antigen tests. Oh, absolutely. I feel like a bit of a roving reporter for you lads at the moment. You started yeah. your, your journey at yeah. Albany, at, at North Harbour Stadium. And uh, obviously that was closed. Uh, pulled up to the, little, uh, the fellow there that after a little while and he, and he said, hey, look, uh, head off to... I said, where's the nearest place I can get a rat's test because I'm a close contact... He said, head off to Oriwa Town Council building there. I said, oh, good. Off I go on my 17K journey. Get there and there's cones everywhere. It just says no testing here. I was like, oh, goodness, okay. Vaccination only. So I spin around. Going to have a chat to a fellow there that's letting people out. Couldn't quite understand anything he was saying. So this lovely lady came up to me and sort of said, are you okay? And I said, well, your mate in uh, Albany Stadium is sending everybody up here to get testing. And she said, oh, my God, no, it's only vaccination here. I'm, I'm now coming back from Irewa to go to, the lady said, go to either A&E or your local GP, because that's all we can do at the moment. But she did, uh, she did add that she had plenty of rats tests and she could probably help me out. Uh, she got on her little earpiece thing and spoke to whoever her supervisor was, and then she went, oh, she looked at me and said, are you a critical worker or do you have all the paperwork for, for, for your ordering your rats? 
I said, no, love, you've sent me up here from your mates in Albany Stadium. You know, all I'm after is just a test. And that's when she said, go to your A&E or GP, that's all we can suggest. So, yeah, you can understand the frustration, can't you? That does sound like a bit of a mission. <sighs> right, we're going to finish up here. Um, it turns out there's something that you might not find as hard to find as you have done in previous years. Um, I won't give away the surprise. Is it a surprise if it happens at around this time every year? Anyway, I'll let Marcus explain. He seems on top of it. So the Oyster Festival will start tomorrow. No, not the Oyster Festival, but the Oyster Season will start tomorrow. So look, I don't know what will be happening with that. Um, I'm not the marketing arm for the Bluff Oysters, but I do know a little bit about it. So what I can tell you is that there's been a couple of years that have been interrupted with COVID. I think the first, I think two years ago, 2020, is the boats couldn't go out because it was locked down, or maybe they could, but not as many. Um, and then there was a situation where, anyway, long story short, what I'm expecting is that there won't be such a demand for the restaurants because they're obviously quiet with people being cautious and not going out. But I imagine if you're wanting to treat yourself and going to your supermarkets, they will be available. So that's good news. That's the one good bit of good news to look forward to is oysters will be there. And they've been out doing surveys. I haven't heard any more talk about um, any kind of parasite sites or Benamia on the strait or anything like that. So it seems as though I would imagine it would be a fairly good season. And the weather looks fairly um, calm. Someone, I mean, it's been an extraordinary summer. I was speaking to someone that knows the stuff, and he said that we'll wait for the oyster season. That's been a cut up rough, but no sign of that yet. So, yeah, oysters, bluff oysters on their way. What I think will happen is probably when I go home – no, that's not quite right. I know I normally arrive about 20 past 12, but what normally happens, I think, is a lot of the boats will go out there tonight, like from 9 o'clock, and they'll steam out there for two hours or three hours, and they'll put their dredges down at midnight. So they will work through the night, probably come in about 6 or 7 o'clock, and then they'll be putting them on planes to wingding their way around the country. So that's good news. So despite everything, the bivalves will be constant. Oh, uh, yeah, so that's, um, that's good news to finish with. Um, you know, if you like oysters and you're not like me and you just think that they taste like snot. I really do. Yeah, it's the most overrated. Oh, you love them? Okay. All right. It's a bit like the white bait thing. I, and and uh, I like white bait more, but... Really, I feel like if you just get the right combination of salt and pepper right, you can almost convince yourself that there's white bait in that fritter without the white bait and save yourself quite a bit of cash. Um, and oysters, well, I guess some people just love them. And good luck to you if you are one of those people. And it sounds like there's good news. It sounds like there's some on the way. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB, and well, who knows what delicacies I'll be bringing to your table tomorrow. Exciting. So